Welcome to The Foundation Podcast, a place where we discuss the masculine by analysing the world around us and taking a look within. Join us on this everlasting journey of self-discovery, knowledge and awareness here on The Foundation Podcast. Okay guys, so once again, hello and welcome to the podcast. This is The Foundation hosted by myself, BJ Kells. We are here on episode 7. So today, uh, yep, episode 7, we are going to tackle a topic that uh, in a slight proportion of this topic has always been quite hot and at times controversial, uh, and that is revolving around different parenting types. So what I mean by parenting types, I mean, uh, you know, are you, are you for tough love? Uh, do you take a more nurturing approach? Are you someone that's for smacking or against smacking? So yeah, engaging in this kind of conversation, uh, at times it can get people fired up. But I think that's a good thing. You know, if you're fired up and you're passionate about where it's parenting or your own beliefs and whatnot, well, that that's awesome. Passion is great, and that is definitely, I think, what this podcast wants to develop and and nurture and instill is getting people passionate and wanting people to be open to discussing different topics and things that they do hold dear and things that are important to people. And by that, I obviously mean predominantly men. It's what this podcast, I guess, is really aimed for is men, getting men passionate about their lives, about what's important within their lives. And so the overarching topic for today's is a social standing and so where that parenting style I guess comes in is social standing can have quite an influence on that parenting style okay so for myself uh it's probably no secret by now that I do like to take a look at different human behavior and especially again for men but in particular, I like to draw it back to the primal and natural instinct, really in an effort to perhaps understand it a little more. Um, and this goes from, you know, whether you take from the notion of people like Tony Robbins, and he likes to talk about the six emotional needs, or you go to Pavlov and his theory on conditioning, I really feel like they are all connected in creating and molding the human psyche. So uh, with that in mind, if you go all the way back to man's first existence and travel forth from there, the most basic and primal need was and definitely still is survival. Survival both on a personal level and then naturally survival as a species. And obviously the early days, I mean, man quickly learned that this notion of survival in numbers when you look at that i mean this saw the evolution of clans tribes families and so on and you see men and women and even kids soon had their place or roles within that social structure uh, and that was often ranked in importance of the continued survival of, of that group so that's where you see men taking on the, the role of the hunter-gatherer, which um, as far as survival is concerned, um, was pretty essential. Uh, socially, this 
This also bred this notion of fitting in or proving your worth within that within that group, you know, that clan or whatnot. Or you risk being labelled an outcast, which you know back in the early days inevitably meant missing out on a share of the tribal the group's food source that maybe the hunters brought back, or missing out on sharing in uh, shelter or however you know you lived, whether it was caves or the first sort of communal huts, that sort of thing, or going back into that survival in numbers, it, it could have meant missing out on the, the protection of the group, whether it's the warriors protecting the group or just that sheer safety in numbers. Um, you also see like socially, this those who gain that influence within the group, which usually meant you know, your, your chiefs, your, your head warriors, shamans, things like that, um, they gain power. They gain power quite quickly, and this power would it would steer what would become socially accepted as the norms of the group. In time, you know, once again, men learn to follow these norms, or you're going to be outcast. And thus, I mean, that's where this became a sort of a standard defensive mechanism to conform. Or, or miss out. And when you take a look at this concept, you can see how, in some ways, I guess we haven't really managed to progress as far as we like to think we have. You know, social standing, social critique, and judgment are still play such a huge part in modern society. Whilst, okay, we may not be left for dead as we would, you know, thousands of years ago. We still have this innate desire and drive to be seen as being worthy of fitting in, of fitting the mold of the general public or the society. And then so where the podcast hits today is um, what sort of implications does this have on us as adults and therefore, you know, really more importantly as, as leaders, as, as, as parents, and I guess, well, you can start by looking at a very common scenario, which is in the shopping center or, or the playground. You know, how often do you see it? You see a, a child throws a tantrum and the first reaction of the parent is off, more often than not is to look up, look around, see if anyone's watching. You know, see if anyone's possibly looking over, maybe judging them. Maybe, you know, passing that judgment on as they're a bad parent because they can't control their child. Therefore, the child's making a scene, getting too loud. This is a, sort of outside of the norm of being nice and quiet and contained. So I guess everyone's looking at that parent, like how will they handle the situation? So that, that commotion has drawn drawn attention, as I said, and as more attention gets drawn to them, that as the parent that you know you find their their thoughts erasing because that fear of no longer fitting in or you know no longer you're no longer just simply uh, another body at the park or in the shops. Now you are someone you're kind of significant. You stand out, and so that fear starts to take hold. And as the screaming or the crying intensifies. 
you know, you find so too does the, uh, the parents' anxieties. And this can sometimes cause a parent to step up the ante and, and I guess escalate that force due to, due to that embarrassment they're feeling which usually takes a form of they start yelling at the child or they start threatening the child or perhaps, uh, you know, if, if they do, they start wanting to hit or smack. And it, this doesn't just happen sort of in the outer social. This can also happen in, in the household, especially coming from the man's uh, perspective. I guess as the dad, he can sometimes feel that that challenge being challenged by his child's misbehavior and that's you know that's where I guess the ego can sometimes can take over and once again you find the dad escalates the force through maybe the verbal you know by yelling or physically you know physical escalation and it's sort of it's in an attempt to regain control regain that dominance and given what we've discussed about um, that primal instinct, you can see how this stems from that primal need as a male. You see the, the young male challenges the older male in a struggle for power. And of course that power, which that leads to leadership. And from the natural, real primal natural state, obviously that power and leadership leads to, to mating rights and ensures the species survival as well as the individual, uh, individual survival as an integral part of, of that community. So you can see how that aligns with the male species as humans and the male species, you know, lions, the young lion steps up to the, to the dominant male in an attempt to sort of assert his place within that society. Exact same, exact same concept at home. And it's all about how do you look in this in the social concept in the social context apologies and so you see this mindset and this constant fear of what will others think or say it it, it spreads it can spread really quickly and it's taught through our interactions to our, our our younger members of society unfortunately and the next generation I mean you have a look you go to a bar or a nightclub or to a party, and you, and you can still see this evolutionary mindset at play. Now, we're, we're men especially, again, go into that primal instinct of trying to attract the opposite sex. You know, we're willing to peacock, but only in that superficial way. You know, if you, you step into a club and everyone's wearing jeans and, and a tee, you're bound to find that one guy suited up. He's in a suit. He's peacocking, and by peacocking, he's he's willing to stand out, just not enough to you know just enough to attract a mate, but it's still in a non-threatening way. I don't mean obviously threatening physically. I mean threatening as in that social. It's it's not threatening the social and moral fabric of the wider community that's there, that general. And you can see like this. It just illustrates the fact that people are less willing to peacock when it comes to something uh, that involves maybe their core values or ideals as that puts them in danger of, you know, as we said before, stepping outside of the parameters of becoming a social outcast or being labelled weird or extreme or crazy. 
And what this does, this, this stifles people's willingness to, to think outside the box. You know, even if it's something as important as their own life and how they want to live their life or their well-being of maybe their loved ones. Um, something that really holds true to themselves. It, it can stifle their ability to, to be able to express that in fear of the, the public backlash, I guess. And coming back to the start, this can be found quite commonly uh, in examples of different parenting styles, education, religion, and like I said before, that general way of life. And it's 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 not a secret. You know, I'm not bringing something new here. Uh, advertising, advertising companies know this, and they use this social almost enslavement to get their product to sell. They know that all they need to do is, is take an influential person, person, so say a celebrity, and then that celebrity endorses their product, and how quickly you will have um, the attention of the masses as it's broadcast as being the norm. And unless you get in on this product, you are outside of the norm. So what happens is it becomes a craze and, and people want to get it. People feel this urge to buy it and they don't want to be the only ones not to have it because, again, that puts them outside of the norm, outside of what is, is socially accepted. You, you look at viral trends, hashtags... All, they all depend on that public acceptance of the masses. So what can we do? What do we do as men, as role models, as fathers, when your views maybe don't align with one of these trends or one of these views of a particular way of life? This is where you've got to look at whether you as a man possess the inner strength and self-belief enough to analyze your choice or your, your choices and then back those choices if it feels right for you or if it feels right for your family or the ones you love. Now you can only, I can only imagine, you know, how this, this, this struggle with the, such a primal need for acceptance can, can wreak havoc on, on the soul of someone maybe discovering or stepping into their sexuality. You know, this can mean maybe teens. You see these some teens when they develop maybe prematurely in comparison to their peers or even a young man or woman pro progressing through their, their journey of self-discovery or, or awareness in terms of whether they're going through um, discovering their homosexuality and that sort of thing. You know, like how do they handle it? What do they do? Do they, do they hide their body or you know, hide or, as they say, like in the closet, you know, of their, of their true self in, in order to fit in because that fear of not fitting in and that primal need maybe overrides their, their will to be themselves. And this can happen both at school or unfortunately even in, in the home, in the home dwelling where you have the tightest of community being your family where you, you should feel the safest. Which is again that safety in numbers. There it is again. Uh, keep keeping with that younger demographic. I mean, take a look at even just the later years of your your schooling life, and just the constant push for say universities. 
you know how many young people you see occur what we have in Australia called hex debt, but it's just your um some sort of educational debt that you you get from being studying at a university, and it's because they're going to uni or went to uni just because everyone else was doing it. It was kind of the norm. It's just what majority of the people within their peer group were doing. Or perhaps it's it was what their parents said, what their parents kind of wanted for them or said, you know, you should be going to, to university. Maybe not fully understanding that one of the main motivators for their parents to, to push them into this uh, tertiary study was because of the, the, the possible social implications of having to say in at a barbecue or at, at a meeting or something, oh, my kids aren't going to uni. My kids aren't going to university. My kids don't really know where they want to be yet. They don't want to know what they, what they want to study. You know, for, for parents, otherwise, this it means that they're seen as bad parents or failures maybe in the eyes of society because their kids aren't at the same stage as, say, you know, like 65, 70% of the kids their age, that sort of thing. And what does this do? This draws back to that social standing. So you find that the insecurities of the parents might be driving the reason behind why they want their kids to go to study and go do this because otherwise their kids are seen as dropouts or bums or something like that and socially it's just not accepted and it's not to take a stab at parents that have a a, a drive to want their kids to, to further their education there's plenty of reasons for that and and they're all good and this might be something that's subconscious so I'm definitely not having a stab at parents um absolutely I mean if, if that's something that you feel is, is important for your kids to get that higher, um, that degree that they need to get a certain place in life, then yeah, you, you are going to want to push for that. Absolutely. Uh, maybe it's just important to analyze why do you want your kids to do it? Is Are you living vicariously through them? Are you living through that social uh, pressure of they need to be studying because that's what? you do that's something you need to work out as as i guess the adult in that situation and again hopefully have the strength and the that inner sort of ability to analyze it as an individual separate from uh the social sway uh but yeah just wrapping it up i guess so you can really see just how how if you're not conscious of it, this idea of the peer acceptance can really, really hold a um, maybe a disproportionate weight of power within uh, people's lives. And I guess more importantly, we must be definitely aware of how it can impact our ability to, to function as individuals and make our own decisions. You know, decisions that are true to who we are, as sometimes that cannot just affect us but it also will affect those who, as especially as men, you know, we swear to protect. So, you know, example, you know, your family or your partners. Definitely being strong within yourself and your own beliefs and your core values and what you see for yourself. Uh, if you are strong within that, it you're not going to please everyone. 
sometimes you'll find being truly authentic can be confronting and at times it it will be intimidating to people. You know, if you're so comfortable within yourself that you're willing to, you know, be upside down when everyone's the right way up is a way of putting it, that can be intimidating because what that does, it it's harder to, I guess, put people into a category. It's harder to categorize people if they're all doing their own certain thing. And when that happens, it's you, you lose a little bit of control because what it means is, I guess, you're not... Um, you're not quite secure because you're not quite sure what to do. If everyone's doing something that's predictable, you know how to handle that situation. Therefore, you can sort of relax. You know what to do. Anxieties go down. Therefore, you're not in that fight or flight mode and you feel good about where you are within within that structure. All of a sudden, everyone's doing their own thing. Oh, where do I fit in? What do I do? How, how, how do I handle this? And that's what can scare people. So society has tried to shield itself and protect itself from that by finding ways to categorize, bring in norms and things like that. So you can see once again how it really boils down to um, social standing equals that primal need for survival. So whilst it can be intimidating for people, being true to yourself and being authentic Always remind yourself, it can also be inspiring to people. You look at some of the exploding uh, figures and personalities out there on, on the web, on social media, things like that. And some of these people are inspiring because they are themselves. Because they truly are stepping outside and doing their own thing. And all these people that cling on to the norm they might not necessarily always want to and when they find that one person that's inspiring because they're speaking their mind because they're living their dreams because of whatever it is yeah that's inspiring so why not why not be that inspiration even if it is just to your friends be that inspiration to your kids be that inspiration to 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 your small community and that's the, probably the biggest thing I want men especially to take from this podcast is how can you be that inspiration to those around you as a male role model, as a man, as someone who wants to protect and be strong and be the strength within maybe their families. This is how you do that, by being strong within yourself and by being comfortable within yourself, regardless of whether it goes with the norm or without. And I think that's pretty much it for uh, for today. Uh, I hope you guys got something out of this one. If you agree, disagree, as always, feel free to let me know. Feel free to join in on that discussion. And we'll have another big, big discussion for you real, real soon. This has been The Foundation. As always, respect yourself. Stay safe. Be The Foundation.